guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers special Venom episode. Yeah, we got uh, Eminem to do that little uh, bit for us. It was nice. Cost us too much yeah. money. <laughs> 2.3 Thanks. million dollars. <laughs> He's now the uh, the slime shady. I got that so you said the slime shady. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers, your one-stop podcast for all things comic books and movies. And today is Friday, well, at least when this is coming out. Who, who's this man that's speaking right now? And is my this, name is Kenny. Is this NPR Kenny? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is Intro Kenny. Intro. Yeah. <laughs> intro Kenny. Yeah. Who's Who's that guy? Who's this? Yeah. Oh, this is Paul Say it loud. Uh, say, say it in the microphone. <laughs> Real quick, Paul Damien, the fist. This is Paul Damien. <laughs> Violent. Um, and then this is Ian. Hey guys. Yeah. How are you guys? Uh, this week we're talking They're about good. two Venom movies. Yeah, y'all um, did not want to do these. No. But I, <laughs> I made the point that earlier in this week we are doing Venom. Yeah. So why not do the Venom movies? Yeah, yeah. we were gonna you know. do Upgrade, which has been called. Uh, better venom by some some uh, uh, mm-hmm. what are they called what are the people that in uh, that review review scrubs yeah scrubs by some scrubs um, but instead yeah Paul Damien had the the very audacity <laughs> the <laughs> Paul audacity <laughs> I had the Paul audacity the Paul Damien audacity <laughs> uh, to imply that we should watch the venom movies instead and I mean truthfully we have not seen or at least you had. What? You both had seen Let There Be Carnage. No, I had never seen no. it before. Okay. No. Yeah. So then just Paul Damien, you saw Let There Be Carnage. Yes. And yeah, okay. Okay. And so we, we went ahead and also watched the yeah. first Venom movie, uh, 2018, and then Let There Be Carnage, 2021. Um, who directed the first one? Because the second one has a pretty cool director. Yeah, it's like basically the funnest fact about the movie, but mm-hmm. they're like, I should have had that pulled up. That's a good call. <gasps> <laughs> um, but. Sorry. Uh, first movie was directed by Ruben Flight Flesher. We're gonna call oh. him Flesher, and so he did stuff. What looks like the, something to do with Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. He, he did the first Zombieland, or uh, so it looks like he did the first. He did both Zombieland movies. Mm. Uh, yeah. He didn't write them, did he? No, he's just directing. Okay, this is their director. Uh, and Gangster Squad. Well, he's the executive producer of Gangster Squad, so that seems like his most relevant stuff that he's done he did some of that superstore show if y'all have ever seen that oh amber loves that show so kind of all over the place but i think that show has uh, venom in it oh tom hardy mm-hmm. or like the venom symbiote yeah, yeah I he, think... he's he's in he's in superstore maybe oh, okay. i have no he idea. is the superstore <laughs> anyway exactly um but beyond that so uh, but yeah, the second he did movie. the uncharted movie apparently he directed Uncharted. oh that's oh, cool it, is it it's upcoming so that's why i didn't Oh, yeah, uh, no, I think is. it's out yeah, you're at racing. this point. Yeah, I think it just came out, right? Like a mm-hmm. week ago or something? So it seems like this that Maybe. perfect splash of comedy and uh, action seems to be that kind of recipe of movie he seems to kind of like to dwell in mm-hmm. a little bit there. You know, the zombie lands, the uncharted scene. Looking at his uh, track record, I think the first zombie land may be his best movie. Yeah. Wow. And, and obviously he likes Woody Harrelson. Oh, good call. 
That's yeah. a very good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame he did not come back to direct Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, because that was directed by Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. which upon announcement, um, before they ever started shooting, I was like, that's perfect. Who knows how to direct or how to play to, uh, I said that weird, play to uh, CG better than Andy Serkis. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and I thought it was interesting because he does have a very limited directorial, you know, ship. You know, mm. he hasn't done a whole lot. Um, right. But I feel like even oh, beyond... Oh, he did the Mowgli movie? Yeah, he did the Mowgli movie. And I think that's... And then uh, he was a dramatic director for like a video... A Heavenly Sword video game. Oh, okay, um, cool. I don't that, think that game ever came out. Uh, he just yeah, had like... See. Yeah, two other things. Uh, smaller. Or maybe it did. Maybe it did. But either way, know. so... And then he's got some upcoming projects. But mm. so, yeah, the, he wasn't... He's someone who was obviously huge mm. in the movie industry, but not someone who's done a whole ton of directing. So I thought it was kind of right. crazy that they were like, here, have this ginormous project but i think for the reason you just described like who knows how to work with like mocap and the cgi better than the man who has like mastered it you know through time so it's a shame neither of these symbiotes are apes Mm -hmm. what would the ape symbiote be called um um uh fuck (laughs) uh sapi oh no slurp probably (laughs) slurp dude that's what it is. Yeah. Slurp is the is the ape one. <laughs> yeah. He's when the, he's when the chimpanzee got symbiote on it. Yeah, they're like we can't Slurping call this anything good. fool. You know, it's like half of a symbiote. Yeah, it's a slurp. <laughs> uh, should we recap Venom one? Let's talk about Venom one, and then we'll talk about Let okay. There Be Carnage. Um, rewatching Venom one. Mm. I'm just gonna call it Venom. Yeah, and we can call this Venom, Venom Carnage. Venom. Venom. Yeah. Um. Rewatching the first one, I think I had more fun watching it than I did in the theater. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and it, I thought it was funny that y'all didn't want to do these movies. Yeah, but when I rewatched them, I was like, man, I can't believe they didn't want to redo these mo- do these movies because they're they're one of those movies that you don't have to pay complete attention to. Yeah, you can just hang out and watch your movie. So although we watched two movies. It wasn't. It didn't feel like we we're watching two movies. You know, I it agree. was. We could be really relaxed about it and kind of just hang out while you watch. Did you watch them both the same day? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Did you? I watched them a day apart from I, each other. I did as well, and I watched Let There Be Carnage first. Oh, oh. Any reason why? Oh, um, just because you had already seen Venom. Well, because I thought I I will be straightforward with yeah. you guys. I was gonna watch some of Venom. Oh, okay. You I just was going to just skim it. tap out yeah. at a certain point. Like whenever it becomes big goop monsters yeah. fighting each other, I was just going to tap out. But um, I watched both of them to completion. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, no, Let There Be Carnage I watched first because Ashley was available and she wanted oh, to watch okay. it. Oh, okay. Because she hadn't seen that one. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, we can watch it tonight because tomorrow I don't have, you don't have any time you're going to be working and I won't have time to watch it with you right and i need to watch it before sunday morning <laughs> so uh that was the time to watch it um and uh let's talk about first venom first though venom <laughs> yeah no um so i think i kind of agree with you that i i don't know if i had more fun than when i saw it in theaters but i enjoyed watching the first one more than i kind of re-expected to sitting mm-hmm. back down into it uh i you know i saw sound of metal after having experienced uh Riz Ahmed. Yeah, so seeing Riz Ahmed in this was kind of fun to get to see him act in like Holy obviously shit, a completely different way. That's him. Yeah. Guys, yeah. he's also in uh, the fucking Rogue One. He plays mm-hmm. Bodhi. Yeah, but... He has such a smaller role. But Sound of Metal, like... 
He played. I Holy think, shit! I think he's better in Rogue One than he is in this. Movie. But I haven't watched Rogue One again since I've seen Sound oh. Metal. You know what I mean? So well, I'm sure way. when I watch it again, I'll be like, "Hey, look, Riz Ahmed." You <laughs> know, but to see him again and actually get to realize that, dang, he really got he. This was him being a front running role. Really, I mean, this is mm-hmm. him being the main antagonist of this movie. Yeah, um, was good. Was cool to get to see, and I, you, I thought he does actually a pretty good job of being like just like this kind of cold blooded and you know. Uh, like more like ruthless mm. scientist more than like killer in himself you know but I enjoyed his performance throughout the film more than I remembered the first time because I remember walking away being like that villain was dumb as hell <laughs> the first time I, I saw that movie yeah no I I I still like coming away from it I still think that that was kind of lacking in in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but it was fun I still had a good time oh, watching these movies it. both lack so much yes you know, these are movies made for 10 year olds in my opinion for sure yeah. you know but. no well, made for like to get a more younger audience, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Um, um, yeah, no, you say your thing. You say your thing. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, The Sound of Metal, if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead oh, and listen go to watch the movie. Oh, yeah. go, watch go watch the, the movie, movie and listen to our episode. We cry sure. a but lot. But mainly <laughs> listen to our episode. Yes, we need those clicks. Yes. Um, there, Yeah, where there's lacking in Carlton Drake, the character, um, there's not really any room for any kind of growth, mm-hmm. any kind mm-hmm. of depth or or exploration for that character because we're not watching it for that character. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right, Kenny. Like, he kind of just plays that part as needed mm-hmm. for the function of this film, which, I mean, granted, for it to be a good movie, you want to have every character feel like a real character. Right. Um, but I, I, I have some forgiveness for that character, even though it... it like Paul Damien says, it probably doesn't really make any sense for him to be that way. No. Um, but yeah, Riz Ahmed does a great job uh, doing that. I think the best actors between both films are Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy. Though. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. both of them know what this movie is both times. Cause I, I kind of see these two movies being kind of like evil dead one and evil dead two. Interesting. Where evil dead one um, I'll get back to that thought. Give me one second. <laughs> I was gonna point at your clicker. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> um, Evil Dead One feels like. <laughs> did you hurt yourself when you punched the thing? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Evil Dead One. <laughs> Evil Dead One feels like they made a bad movie by accident. And then Evil Dead 2 was Sam Raimi and, and who's the man that plays Ash Williams? Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Coming back and be like, no, 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 it, it's it camp on purpose. It was supposed to be that. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're like, now we're going to make a bad movie on purpose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of what these two movies are to me, is like Venom 1 was really trying to be like, I don't know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man mm-hmm. 1. While Let There Be Carnage was like, oh no, this is goofy fun time. Mm-hmm. No, let's, I, let's lean into it as hard as possible. Definitely. I agree with that thought process absolutely because I, walking away from these two movies, enjoyed Venom One a lot more than I enjoyed Let There Be mm-hmm. Carnage. Honestly, I, I had a lot of reservations with Let There Be Carnage. You know, having sat yes. through it, um, and it, but it made me feel like the first movie kind of shined for what its second mm-hmm. half ended up being, you know? And so, uh, and I think, but I think that's for a lot of the reasons you're right. The first movie takes itself a lot more seriously than the second does. And uh, it's both a weakness and strength 
to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that was kind of a problem when it came out is that it tried so hard to be like this serious take on these characters. But then you got kind of like this goofy, like anim- overly animated acting from Tom Hardy, which totally fits the role, but mm. didn't land the way it's almost like edited to feel. You know, it's like right. it's like the editing department and the acting and directing were just not on the same page when yeah. it came to like actually putting these mo- that movie at least together. The first I agree. One. Um, Michelle Williams, I just think that she's a great actress mm-hmm. no matter what. Definitely. And her in these movies, like, she gets it. Um, and I just, I, I kind of also just want to applaud her for putting up with it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> for being obviously the better actress, well, just actor, actress, whatever, yeah. in general, mm-hmm. um, in the entire, in both movies. Yeah. The Honestly. duology. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom Hardy is good, but only because I kind of, I can picture Eddie Brock the way Tom Hardy is. You know I what agree. I mean? Especially when you have a fucking symbiote in your brain driving you fucking nuts. Uh, let's talk about some of the greatest hits of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of half watching it at mm-hmm. first. Uh, I was also playing video games. Um, so the Venom symbiote was taken to america right out of the bat what symbiote was with that was like traveling from china or wherever the one traveling on its own time was riot it the was one that riot. eventually takes over yeah. riz ahmed is the okay. and which is see was such a funny thing when i first saw it, which i was like okay this is all about our venom attaching to people but we get to see a completely different symbiote escape and just choose to walk across the whole world instead of just being comfortably transported to that person and then taking I them think- over I think it was... Um, he wanted his own agency? Yeah. No, I think it was like a, a ploy, like, like oh, I, I want everybody to believe that this is Venom going to find a host. Oh, oh, so yeah. the, 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 it's edited it's, and directed that way to where that is Venom. Editorial red herring. Okay. Yeah. Until then, we know it's not, yeah. Yeah, because then later, Jen, Jenny Slate breaks him into into the... What is it? Mm-hmm. Life Foundation? Yeah, the Life Foundation. Foundation. Um, and then that's when he gets the symbiote from his, I guess, homeless friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you, did you find her name? No. Mary. It wasn't Mary. It was Mary. Yeah. So then. It was Mary. Is that Mm -hmm. his sister? Oh. Or like. Oh, no. And she's the one that gave him the symbiote? Oh, no. It's all coming together. Oh. Um, (laughs) That's interesting. You need to listen to our Donny Cates Venom episode earlier this week to get that. I believe he had a lot to do with this movie. Like the inspiration. Oh, that's one thing yeah. I want to talk about this movie real quick. Um, before the first issue of Venom came out, mm-hmm. of Donny Cates and Ron, Ryan Stegman's Venom, this movie actually came out. Oh, okay. Before I, it even... I think so. I'm starting to remember the story. Because what had happened was... Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman had gotten out of the theater from watching it in their own separate cities and were like, oh no, our goose is cooked. Because they saw the movie and they're like, this is going to leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth for Venom. Our book is going to tank. And they were like already 
like almost done with it basically they were or? yeah well i mean they were in the process of beginning to release like the first okay, few yeah. issues i think that oh, issue okay. was supposed to come out like the next wednesday or something like that <laughs> and so they were texting each other like dude what the what fuck are we, are we gonna, gonna do, do? <laughs> what are we gonna do we we built this whole huge thing what are we gonna do and then they go get on twitter and everyone's like venom's hilarious i loved every minute all venom was so much fun i can't believe they let him do that you know just everyone was hooting and hollering about it. venom and they're like oh I guess the book's going to work. <laughs> wow, they really did not like the movie. Which I can understand, you know. Because uh, they're very different looks at the characters. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, Donny Cates was like, fuck, this is what I thought the people wanted from yeah. Venom. But it, they might want this, mm-hmm. maybe, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's not even necessarily Venom as so much as Eddie Brock being mm-hmm. the main differentiating things between Fair these two storylines yeah. like look because you know in Donny Cates Venom which we talked about earlier in the week we were getting you know Eddie who has now become Venom for like what like the fifth time yeah. after mm-hmm. decades of having dealt with the symbiote where in this movie we're getting you know fresh starting you know exactly. just met uh, the symbiote whose name I guess is Venom that was something I thought was movie, interesting sure. yeah in the movie because that was something we didn't even talk about in, mm-hmm. in that episode you know I guess their names being these more like things they maybe picked for themselves i guess mm-hmm. you know they have they, to be like go. tribalistic names or yeah, something because they like roughly translate to that in english yeah, yeah, like yeah. how does like carnage get his name yeah he names himself i guess yeah, yeah <laughs> like, i don't know so that's how i thought it was always work like like i have a name it's like a superhero <laughs> name instead of yeah. them being like i'm riot <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny to think about um i'm aggregate you know <laughs> <laughs> i hate you um the the scene where he I, I'm jumping all over the no, place, but I love this scene. As long as we're in movie one, too yeah. much. Yeah, um, he goes and he interrupts Anne and Dan's lunch, and, and he starts like eating all the shit. He's like, "This yeah. is dead." Yes, dude. I I that's when I put the game down. I was like, "I'm in it. This is yeah. <laughs> the the movie has taken me back." Um, that fucking scene is so fucking good where he gets in the lobster tank and eats the live lobster. It was it was candy coated marshmallow puff. Oh, that's what he's eating. Yeah, and that's one of the dumb facts that I had to find out about the, these idiot you, movies. You know what's funny? This scene reminds me of the um the Batman scene where the girls are like swimming in like the fountain they have in the restaurant. I don't know why. What scene is that? What movie? What Batman movie? Uh, Christian Bale, Batman. I don't remember that. This girl swimming in a bathtub in a Christian Bale movie. Not in no, a bathtub, it's like a, a in like tank. a fountain uh, in a restaurant. Oh, I know what you're talking. So about I feel now. like it's almost like poking fun at that idea. Oh, interesting. Or like we're gonna have our character do that, you know, while he's going <laughs> fucking crazy. If you, you look know? at some of the other gourmet meals sitting around, there's like a club sandwich and some French fries. <laughs> Dude, fucking gourmet. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. You like look at the other stuff. It's like hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because you know, you they, just see a Papa John's box yeah. in the back. Because you know, they just they had to feed these people, like <laughs> yeah. actually have them eat, you know. But yeah. like, they're not going to spend all this extra money on them. That's so so funny. That's actually kind of a good bit as like a <laughs> stage director. Be like, let's have like a really obviously like fine dining, like black tie kind of environment, but all the food on the tables is obviously not appropriate. <laughs> it's just hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has baby food. There's just like little cans of baby food. <laughs> So that's an, so going back to the live thing mm-hmm. where he's like poking at the steak he's like this is dead like yeah. as if like the guy didn't know it was dead <laughs> um which is ah, beautiful um 
this is a thing, a trope that these movies, I think, create, or is, or at least it's not super well adopted by most people writing the comics, is that Venom needs to eat living sentient things and yeah needs to eat like he, a brain yeah he's really an apex predator in this sense of mm-hmm. he's, yeah he he's can't or not cannibalistic but uh what i'm trying to say uh needs carna- the meat carnivorous. Carna- yeah, he's yeah. carnivorous you know and it needs to be live prey yeah know? definitely how and do you guys feel about that i i think it's very interesting because like it's like what we talked about in donny cade's venom where rex is talking to eddie and he says like um do you even know what his what his favorite thing to eat is? Oh, that's a good Be- call. And and that's something that we never really touch on, or at least I've never seen it touch on mm-hmm. in the Venom comics. But I've never really dealt too far into them. Yeah. Um, but that's it's really interesting because Venom specifically says like I need human brains. I know. And uh, but I like think that's a zombie. A, it's a preference. Yeah. You know. But I I don't know. I kind of like would... the idea. I, see, I, oh, I think it's a detriment to the character. When I, what I think is yeah. hilarious is that you're right. It's nothing that any comic book that we know of, at least, has ever like hammered into this character. But, like, this is a cornerstone of who this character is. But these two movies that are aimed so drastically at children are like, oh, no, this guy has to eat human brains to get by. He has to bite heads off. And it's like, isn't this for fucking kids? Why are y'all like making I don't it think so this is for kids. randomly violent? I, I feel like that's exactly I think who this they're kind of for... aimed at. Or at least the second one. It was definitely like aimed at a much younger demographic. I feel like that one's even more brutal. Really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like these movies are aimed at people who haven't read a comic book since the 90s is my interpretation of it. It's like... It's like dudes that used to love reading Venom. They loved all the image comics. Exactly. (laughs) They loved all the image comics. They couldn't wait to get into the the fucking comic book store, but then stopped whenever the market crashed. So so it's uh, it's actually in the comics. It is? Yeah. So um, as explained in the comics, Venom's hunger for brains is actually a biological thirst for Fennet... Oh, yeah, what's the, what's the chocolate? They talk about it. Phenethylamine. Mm. Yeah, a stimulant that symbiotes apparently need and can't produce naturally and must acquire it from the human brain. And we did get a bit of that in Let There Be Carnage. They literally, because there was like Tom yeah, Hardy fumbling like, over the word. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't catch that at all. Another complaint I have for this movie, I don't know if I've complained really. We're going to start complaining here in a minute. I don't truly love any of the voices they've given any of the symbiotes. Oh, really? You're like, Eddie! I was I'm, fine with Venom. I like Venoms. I'm, I think I'm fine with the voice. Is it Tom Hardy playing it? That's something I actually don't, I don't know. know. Um, I just I have an issue with all the distortion and, mm. um, you know, reverb and shit that they put on it because it's like you don't really need to do that. I don't think. And I wish, especially in the first movie, I wish Venom and Riot's voices were a little bit more different. Yeah, they're mm. very similar. To the point where it's, yes. it's like I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, all the voice, or all the actors did play the voices of their symbiotes. Symbiotes. Wow. I so, think they just. So, oh really? Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy played Venom then. Yeah, and Riz Ahmed played Riot. So oh, you know awesome. there are a good amount of times, and I thought it was just because they had them talking at the same time. But there's a good amount of times where Venom does sound a lot like Tom Hardy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can very clearly hear his voice coming through, and I thought it was just overlapping audio. Oh okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I like that they play their, their symbiotes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing to do. I wonder if... But I agree with you that it's like so overly distorted, it almost ends up not mattering because they're just smoshing on yes. all this extra fucking nonsense Dude. onto it. I love the use of smosh. I know. 
Um, I wonder if Woody Harrelson plays Carnage. Yes, he does. That's what I'm saying. All of the symbiote okay. actors you, play. You their... looked that one up. That's really okay. cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean that that explains why Carnage sounds like that then, because I was taken aback when he didn't have a higher pitched voice mm-hmm. in the sequel. Interesting. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about the first movie? I, there's tons of things we can talk about. Uh, well, I, I think mean, Jenny Slate does a great job. Yeah, I really exactly, and I was kind of I felt like she got like a horrible short end of the stick where we kind of got like no justice for Jenny Slate in the mm-hmm. way it was like we we see her mention having children and a family and stuff, and then she just kind of left on the floor. Yeah, I was really hoping that she would somehow. I thought she was gonna be scream back. or yeah, something. I thought right? she was gonna be one of the symbiotes. Yeah, that would have been badass. I agree. Um, but I mean, there's not too much I want to I care to talk about this movie. You know. Um, as much as this was definitely the better movie of the two. Yeah. Um, but towards the end, I, I thought it was interesting. Well, at the very end, um, the after credits where it shows Woody Harrelson for the first time mm-hmm. as Cletus Cassidy, he has curly hair. Yeah. No, when we saw that in the theater, I was like, that is the worst wig. No, that's just the <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen on a big screen in my entire life. Well, it was just really funny to me to see these movies back to back and him have curly hair at the end of one and then normal hair. Yeah. I say normal hair, like, <laughs> yeah. like curly hair is not normal. Um, have yeah, st- yeah, like natural hair, 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 right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, that's not even true either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, and in some cases, little to no hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was just Why really, not make it a, a really interesting choice to do that. Yeah. And, um, they kind of dropped the ball on the fact that uh, uh, fucking Tom Hardy goes to see him at the end of the yeah. Venom movie and the way he goes to see him at the beginning. They kind of mention like, oh, he talked to you last time, you know? Yeah. But then from there on, it makes it feel like this it's is the, the first very time. first time yeah. he's yeah. ever talked to him. These movies are unapologetic in how much they don't care. Absolutely, because yeah. <laughs> like yes. how much storytelling obviously just got chopped off and left on the f- cutting floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were like, "You don't need to know about these characters' past or <laughs> why they do the things they do or why they feel the way they feel. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride. Look at all this crazy action. Yeah. It's like and this, this, these more than a lot. I feel like really just are almost like forgivingly unforgiving in the way that they just like uh just do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, do whatever they want and just like don't and just don't give you rationalization in a lot of the yeah. actions we're seeing. That's what really as far as watching the storytelling was breaking me. And especially more in you know, once we get into the second movie, um, Let There Be Carnage, I feel like really was just like, you know, you don't need to know this information. You can just yeah. hear it once and that's 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 enough. So Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of let's let there be carnage, uh, let the right carnage in. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll be talking about that when we come back from the break. Uh, so hang in there with us, would you, please? Uh, <laughs> so let there be caca. 
Oh. <laughs> I love the way you um you abbreviated let there be carnage cuz LTBC. Yeah. You got to be an ally. Yeah, yeah exactly. you have to be an ally. <laughs> I, to, we're all going to go be a part of this podcast exactly. We're, we're all going to go there at some point. Uh, <laughs> we so. support you. Beat him yes. to the punch. Um I had one too. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh this movie added some more characters to the cast. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris as mm-hmm. Frances, um, who in the comics, her name is Shriek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Obvi- and then- Arguably the weakest character in the movie. Yeah. It was a bummer. Well, also- Arguably the worst companion for Carnage. And yes. so that's why I don't understand why that's like a pre-established thing in the comic books. Because it's like, because hey, what's your number one weakness? Yeah. Oh, fire? Okay. Well, then I'm your pyro girlfriend. Cool. She was the ex machina perfectly baked into the crust from the get-go. And then uh, we also have Stephen Graham playing Detective Mulligan, who uh, I believe becomes Toxin. Yes, towards the end of the movie, they don't they, say how or they why. They don't say how, um, but it what happens? I'm assuming is that um, it's whenever Carnage takes him, he like punctures him or something, mm-hmm. like the same way how. Did I, did I black Cassidy out? Did we see him as a symbiote at some point? No, he oh. falls on his back and his eyes change color. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only hint that he's toxin. But yeah. in the comics, Patrick, it's Patrick, right? Patrick Mulligan? I believe so. Is toxin. Toxin. Oh. Yeah. Um, Stephen Graham. Oh. Can someone look this up for me? Stephen Graham. This is a return to the podcast for uh-huh. him because I think he's Jason Statham's best friend in Snatch, right? Oh, Jason Statham's. Oh. Is, it, is that him? Yes. It is, right? That is him. A much younger... Well, yeah, in, in Snatch, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking up Snatch now. Snatch. But Holy shit, looking. that's totally him. Everybody it, yep, should know is, I'm the worst. He's it Tommy. Yep. Yeah, so that's awesome that he we get to have him back on the, on the cast. Welcome back, Steven. Um, and he does a pretty good job in this movie, uh, which is- Once again, having a- assortment well having an assortment of really good actors yes playing ball way too well for a movie that kind of doesn't deserve them (laughs) yeah i agree um yeah and so i think um i i don't love woody harrelson as carnage personally yeah and i think he took the movie in the way that it kind of the audience that the audiences that talk, talk shit about these movies probably took the movie in as well. Mm-hmm. Where he did it in a way. I don't know. There's this fine line between Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson where Tom Hardy knows how to become the perfect cartoon character for this movie. While Woody Harrelson is just like, oh, this is one of those bad movies that we can fuck around yeah. with, right? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I feel. It's about almost this. like he had too much fun with the role in the sense of just making it not his own, but like leaning too hard into what he thought the role was meant to be. Yeah. Is what you kind of mean by that? some parts where he did do a good job. What um, are some of your favorite parts of Woody Harrelson? Just like his uh, his interaction when he first attacks, um, where he bite, where he bought bites mm, Tom Hardy. Yeah, you know, just really just that whole interaction with them that was i felt like that was really good pretty good but other than that like y'all said it it was a bit like just out of the box yeah i don't know he felt half-baked yeah see i didn't get the menacing you know i didn't get the hannibal lecter in that moment you know i wasn't watching him talk to tom hardy i didn't feel like oh this guy is like 
a genuine threat. You know, like it just didn't get that un like he didn't give off that level of creepiness. Exactly. It was too imbalanced of him, like almost playing like two different versions of the role, you know, that he just didn't come on with that level of menacing. And on top of that, we never really see him do anything until he gets carnage. We never really see him do anything besides biting Tom Hardy. That is that menacing. You know, we don't actually really besides his own little like cartoonish flashbacks we don't actually see him murder anybody yeah. we don't actually see any of his victims you know really so there's yeah, just and there's like so it was like 96 that they were at saint estes together yeah and he either broke out or was back well, in he probably aged out well here's the thing oh okay i guess yeah. that makes sense yeah that makes sense, actually. Because, yeah, when did he do the serial spree? Yeah, I mean, exactly. When it, did he do the murder spree? Because all we really hear him talk about is his mom and grandmother. Yeah. But then we see all the ex- like bodies being pulled out of the, the hillside. And somehow they're like, they can still fit in body bags. You would think that they'd be in like pieces yeah. decomposing. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, marked as like this ruthless killer that we know Cletus Cassidy is, but we don't ever really get that. Uh, we don't get to see it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was like the biggest thing. He doesn't come off as a menacing threat. It's like not until he has carnage that he feels like something that's actually something to be yeah. m- up against. But that's not how the design's supposed to be. I feel like, you know, carnage is menacing because of the person that he's attached to it's knowing right. that holy shit he comes from this horrible terrifying serial killer that's why he's even more menacing as a symbiote you know yeah and that's how we like like we talked about earlier this mm-hmm. week back to donny cates where like venom eventually turned good, good mm-hmm. from yeah. being bad because it just depended on who he was attached to and what their psyche was like at that yeah. time that they were he, they were attached to i also find it very goofy that he Woody Harrelson asks or Cletus Cassidy asks Eddie to come back and he wants to do a story or whatever and he just gives him one quote mm-hmm. and he's like there's your story go ahead and then it get published on a headline like on the front page of a paper it's just like how how did that happen <laughs> it's True. just like this movie like doesn't tr- give a shit it's just like oh yeah that's fine go ahead especially in that early stuff it's like oh disgraced reporter yeah. One thing happens, not disgraced reporter, but then there's nothing that fucking changes it. He got a bigger TV. He gets a yeah. bigger TV and some chickens. And that's really what is improved. I think in his that life. was part of the joke that the movie was actually make poking fun at itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what's new? I got this big TV, this big nice TV. Don't break it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this only new thing I can afford. Oh, and this motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Pop another wheelie. You know? Pop another every, wheelie. Every, yeah, motorcycle scene. That should be a catchphrase. Pop another wheelie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Venom is adorable in this movie. <laughs> Venom is the most endearing thing about this movie. You know, I think it's hilarious that we have two real conflicts in this movie. You know, we have, I guess, the carnage conflict, which is half, half, half there, half there, and then the real conflict of the movie, which is Tom Hardy or Eddie Brock breaking yeah. up with his Eddie Brock symbiote. and Venom breaking up, and them having a real relationship. Yeah, like. Like it's it's weird because like he's basically like, hey, let's. Th- I see Carnage has a thruple. I want a thruple. <laughs> let's get Anne back. Oh, but I also want to be with you, Eddie. Right. It's it's funny. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I do. I do like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's the only real good thing about this movie and mm-hmm. him his relationship with Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else just feels like 
nonsense not even nonsense it but feels just like wishwash you know like stuff yeah. that just doesn't matter you know it's like in one ear out the other levels of information of like i know none of this has any grand scheme of things you know mm-hmm. it's like even carnage's final or uh cletus's final line of being like i just wanted to be your friend it's like what are you talking about we've talked like two times before this you know like how yeah. did we get here you know like there's just no payoff in a lot of the story that it almost wanted to tell i guess besides the exactly the relationship with eddie and uh Venom, which is the one kind of payoff of this movie but even still i feel like the whole scene where venom runs off and does his own thing is just kind of like slapstick goofiness of like how silly of a situation can we put a giant alien monster in exactly you know? like oh Halloween if, party yeah what <laughs> if they go to a party and they think it's a costume <laughs> like oh yeah sure okay which <sighs> during that whole part like I don't know. Even the dialogue is like, you would think at some point, someone, Tom Hardy, someone would be like, are we sure this lines up? Are we sure this is what this character would say in this situation? Or does this seem like just something that someone wrote down because they were half paying attention to a script they were writing? You know what I mean? Like, I just, ah. But that that whole scene, Venom's adorable. But then he goes up there and takes the microphone and he says all this stuff about Eddie and they're all cheering and it's just like, where, where, what is this supposed to be? What does yeah. this mean? Like, what... <laughs> Is this it real? It feels like teenage drama, <laughs> as silly yeah. as it is. And it, it, maybe it is them poking fun at themselves, but that's not what I would want from a Venom movie. This yeah. isn't Deadpool. You know, I don't want so much fourth well, wall Deadpool, breaking. I'm like, Deadpool is clever. Yeah, when, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just like, it feels like it has to have beats that it needs to hit mm-hmm. and dialogue that it needs to hit. But once again, maybe you, it's trying to be the first movie. I just feel yeah. like for this yeah. is where I go back to arguing that I feel like this is like content made for children, that this is all just such easily softballed information. It's something that the most basic of minds can understand. You know, it's like when he when he's like, oh, I need to figure out the deeper relation, figure out what's going on with Cletus Cassidy. And he goes to St. Estes. And then the first tree he looks at has all the information yeah. he needs. He doesn't even have to go into the building. He's just like, oh, look here's everything I needed to know about the fucking characters, you know, and it's because they don't, they don't want to have to work that much harder. You know, they're like kids get, get that you go. It's a heart carved on a tree. Every fucking child will understand the concept of two names put together, you know? So there's just, I feel like it was just speed writing in the sense of making it just vastly edible content, you know, Mm -hmm. for the masses. I don't, I, I don't disagree, but I don't think that that means that it's for children because I think the Transformers movies are on the same exact line, you know? I and think those movies are for children. <laughs> the, you know what? <laughs> those are for a <laughs> like, <laughs> whole toy line. <laughs> to me, this is all nostalgia play. Yeah. To me, this is, the, those, the Transformers movies were for 80s kids. This is a 90s kids show. That's, that's true. I can understand. I can agree yeah. with that. And, and so It's aiming at the kid and us, you know? Yeah. But, uh, Fucking Bowie. I almost called you Bowie. Paul Damien's doing the fucking hangover thing where he's making Stan jack off while we're having this deep conversation about Venom. Oh, which, by the way, he shows up in the first movie. He did. That's right. He did have a cameo. He's like, I love you guys together. And he seemed seemed to really, to know Venom was there. Yeah. In the cameo. Yeah. So I was hoping that they, like, eventually they were going to be like, Oh yeah, he's he is a watcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he 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 does watch you. <laughs> um, he is a peeping tom. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, really, what I guess I mean, you know, beyond making meaning for literally for kids, it's just meant it's such easily consumed information. You know, there's no 
having to big thought you know yeah. there's no mm-hmm. having to stop and be like oh wait what's actually going on you're never lost yeah. in the storyline of let there be carnage you know it's um it's sony saying who do we hire to do this they find the cheapest people to buy <laughs> and they say it doesn't fucking matter it's venom it will make us enough money to make another one and also you know whatever the fuck else they do with the money which do you think CEOs there will be another one shit. with Toxin? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I don't know about Toxin, frankly. To me, these movies can continue going without any effect of the previous. Yeah. You no know? connection. Yeah. <laughs> they could literally do Carnage again in the next one and have a different actor, have it all happen all over again. Right. It's going to sell just as well and people won't give a fucking shit. And Sony definitely won't give a single shit. Are they going to do um, Black Suit Spider Man? They should, with Andrew Garfield. I mean, that's what was such a surprise to me, is for what these movies are, how much they were that we now know they're going to be much more incorporated Mm. into the relevant MCU with both the end credit scene of Let There Be Carnage Mm -hmm. and the now one that's in uh, No Way Home. Spoilers, go listen to that episode. Oh, with the (laughs) the little bit of Venom staying by? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Maybe the null exists upon every reality. Mm-hmm. And so the Wi-Fi network that Venoms have for each other, that's how he knows that's what I was gonna who say. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, Tom uh, Holland is. So Venom is still part of a hive mind. Yeah. In in these movies. That's mm-hmm. what it seems like. He's still part of a hive mind in, to the point where he was about to connect Tom Hardy in the after credit scenes mm-hmm. to that Wi-Fi Mm-hmm. And then that's when he switches to a different universe. Yeah. You know, and so he, for a moment, he was probably disconnected from the hive mind. That's true. Interesting. So I wonder if that'll play a factor or maybe that's why he was able to stay behind. A little piece of him can stay piece. behind mm-hmm. because like you said, maybe there is a null in every universe mm-hmm. or maybe null exists, just one null exists for all the universes, whatever they want to do. Yeah, whatever they want to do. Yeah. So, I think either one works. Definitely. I think it's easier to do multiple nulls because then it's just like, oh, yeah, that null's dead. Yeah. You yeah. Know, whatever you kill. And then all. he could connect to any hive mind. It just, no matter what, what if he is under any null's control? Like, you know what, what if, I mean? What if it's just lingering? It's not like full control. Do you, you think know? Right. Do you think he would null about it? No, he probably wouldn't null. Yeah, okay, real quick. This is for our comic book listeners. We covered Donnie Cates. Doctor Strange, and in that one, mm-hmm. the Sentry's in it, mm-hmm. and so is the Void. People were th- thinking that he, Donny Cates, was trying to cook up this big whole joke where he puts them together, and it's null and void, <laughs> void and null, whatever it is. Yeah, null void. Yeah. Uh, haha, funny joke. That was funny joke. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, I wouldn't hold it past comic book writers like Donny Cates to do something <laughs> where they're like, "Look how clever we were." Lock well, and key. I don't know about that. Fuck, dude. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, the <laughs> someone somewhere at Sony, Amy Pascal, someone, someone somewhere. Yeah, that, I, I know that guy. Yeah, you know that guy. <laughs> We're gonna do this whole bit yeah. again. <laughs> um, they must have been in constant communication with, you know, the MCU people mm-hmm. because they knew that Tom Hardy would show up in No Way Home at the end. Um, do you think it was probably Kevin Feige's idea of being like? Okay, so just set it up to where Eddie's in Mexico and we'll put him in the next movie. And because if you look at No Way Home, all of those characters show up 
where they were last at yeah. in their respective universes. Lizard in the sewer, the Electro and Sandman outside of New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Brock in Mexico. <laughs> he stayed in Mexico the whole time. Do you think that that, do you think he did that? Do you think Kevin Feige was like, yeah, we can do that. Just make sure he's in Mexico. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that clip of J. Jonah Johnson. I yeah. think that's why it needed to be so specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why his, the environment he was in and the, like even the clothes yeah. he wear mm-hmm. seems so weirdly specific was probably because they had like one set and they were like, let's shoot both these scenes right now yeah. <laughs> and we're going to put them in these two completely different films, you know? Just to make sure that everybody understands why he's not taking part in everything right because that hawaiian shirt he's wearing looks like literally someone like found it in the trunk of their car or something on the lot they were like all right we need a hawaiian shirt for this shot he's supposed to be in like mexico you know, oh yeah so. i have one i have one in my car from yesterday yeah, exactly. it's like kind of wrinkly you know how everyone in mexico wears hawaiian shirts yeah, yeah. what's like a beach? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm making yeah. a studio joke you know how mexico's always sepia yeah um, it's sepia. an island everything's made of wood for sure <laughs> for sure it's an everything's island made of, everything's made of stucco and adobe yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are they what's in tamales masa that's what the wall is <laughs> that's fucked up we're mexican that's we racist, yeah, we, we, we're <laughs> racist. <laughs> kenny's mexican yeah somewhere <laughs> honorary <laughs> honorary mexican um <laughs> <laughs> um well well these movies kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> they do kind of suck. I enjoyed them though. Like obviously, like we've said plenty of times, I enjoyed Venom a lot more. Um, they look. I was good. I was yeah, just disappointed uh, with Screech or Shriek. Oh, no, we haven't really yeah. talked about Shriek too much either. Well, because yeah. there's not fucking jack shit to no, say. I'm sorry if you're gonna. I mean, I get that it's the character design from the comics, but if you're gonna fucking make a character lose an eye. CGI the eye white. Don't put a fucking white contact in their eye and call it a day because it looks stupid. I know it sounds like a silly thing, but like for, for me, that's like. Is the, she missing an eye in the comics? Yeah, she has like a white. I don't even know if she's actually blind in it, but the character has a white eye. I thought she had two white eyes. No, it's just one in one. Yeah. Okay. I also didn't didn't like. Um, I I don't know. I felt like she wouldn't have an accent. I don't think that matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just like it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't know. This whole everything. This is why I, I just don't. Because like she grew up with Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. and Americans. Yeah. I don't know. And she's also like twenty years it younger just, than Woody Harrelson. Yeah. It <laughs> just felt like she was way more out of place. You know. Mm-hmm. For sure. She's like, dude. She's out of even, place in fucking. Uh, what's the fucking comic book? Absolute Carn- Carnage or whatever like, it's called. Yeah, I believe it. I. It just felt like oh, they maximum didn't, Carnage. This they called. didn't want to <laughs> maximum try Carnage. <laughs> Try to make her fit, fit in, even in the slightest. Well, that's like, I don't know. It was weird. You know what it was? It was probably it was Andy weird. Serkis. He probably cast Stephen Graham and Naomi Harris because he's so? like, I'm British. Yeah. <laughs> I need some of Shut my friends. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I need some Brits around here. Um, I don't know. It just. Oh, and Tom Hardy's. What is he, Australian or is he British? He's British. He's British. Um, I don't know, dude. These movies, I just, I hate Sony doing all this shit. They're like, no, no, yeah. we're part of the MCU. Watch. Watch. <laughs> Watch. We'll Watch. Be, we'll be they're, there. We're going to prove it. We'll make them pay us. They're literally <laughs> saying, Watch. And Kevin Feige lets them. That's just it. And he's like, Sure. Here, have your, your Mexico scene, you know? And see, I think that's as much as he wants to give them. You don't think there's going to be any payoff to either of those after credit scenes? No. Actually? No. Because the, the Venom that stays behind. 
is what the payoff is. When yeah. it attaches to either Tom Holland or a new Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock, it's not going to look like that Venom at all. What if it attaches to Flash Thompson? That's fine. I mean, there's no reason for Tony Revolori to have guns, <laughs> but if it does attach to him, uh, maybe he went to the military. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I felt like even at the end of Let There Be Carnage, they didn't have a complete idea of what was going to happen next because neither did the previous director. But what I mean is like, it seems like, like at the after credit scene where he's in Mexico, it genuinely feels like, uh, Eddie Brock has left there alone. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like Venom is still there with him. He is because Mm -hmm. he licks the screen. That's that's not what I'm talking about. Right after that, when the guy walks out and it's just Eddie Brock sitting there on the floor, uh-huh. it just, I don't know, it just seemed, it's, like, um, Venom, it seemed like Venom left him. Venom left him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good call. But as we know, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, no shit. Yeah. It's just weird. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it, it really felt like you're they, right. Andy Serkis didn't know what exactly. was happening. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you said, Kevin Feige was like, put him in Mexico. I don't give a fuck what else you do. Yeah. Just put him in fucking Mexico. That way, there's no way he can show up. Yes. Even if he catches a flight yeah. in time to be in the movie. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, be like, okay, well, it's, you can put maybe the suit's gone or it's still with him. You know, Venom's there or not, whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't, I don't fucking care. And so he was like, I, I was just, I'm going to leave it open-ended. Yeah. You know? I'd believe that Eddie Brock would just not even leave even though if venom was like no we need to go be a part of this fight he'd be like no we're not gonna fight some weird little kid who's a spider boy or something yeah, exactly. you know like, we're staying here yeah. <laughs> i agree all sweaty and just freaking out the entire time which is you know one of the things that like people have always highlighted of these movies and i will say i do oh, like dude. it makes him stand out and is that he's the hero that never gets a gets a cleanup act you know we never get a full he's just suit up of sweaty. him yeah it's just anytime we see him as tom hardy he's just in a hoodie just sweaty as can be just like barely getting by and it's what makes him so relatable to people and well, i think that's a big blessing of these movies is yeah. the relatability in the person mm-hmm. true this is attached to this these both these movies have real big um simp energy <laughs> where it's like i need michelle williams back but sh- dan's there yeah and so they have to make the joke of like fuck dan fuck dan dan's a pussy <laughs> dan sucks yeah. yeah where venom's literally like pussy you know it's just like okay pussy. i guess you know and it's like it's that's the kind of like um venom's a simp, incel dude. kind of shit where it's like is like, oh, the girl won't like me. She likes Dan. Fuck you, Dan. Exactly. Like, why it, the it, fuck do they? Is that what they think of Venom fans? It's what ten-year-olds like, think of relationships? <laughs> so it makes sense. That's what they do. This is you. You might be right. It's not for kids. It's for like eleven to like fourteen-year-olds. You know what and I mean? Tweens. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like they're He's just. Planking. Yeah, I guess Stan is planking. That's where all that racket is with all this yeah. shit over here. Yeah, that's what all that fucking <laughs> racket over there is. No, Get your act together. He's mine for a week, so that is yeah, true. We made true. that mistake. Um, but yeah, Venom is for kids that are just now learning how to do kickflips. Yeah, was, exactly. That was my whole. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, are we, we gonna always... rate these fucking movies, or are we gonna talk about? Can we rate? Can we rate them as one, or can I rate them as one? I'm gonna you rate, them rate them separately. Them. You can rate them both the same rating. All right. They're going to go in there twice, one for each one, but it's the same rating if you want. All right, fine. Uh, do you want to rate them? Yeah, I'm going to give these movies a 3.0, which means barely watchable. Oh. I, you know what? 
I can see that. The CGI is fine. The acting is fine. But overall, these movies are just not my cup of tea personally. You know, it's just I have yeah. to have some some story in there to get me through it. You know, so <laughs> even having never seen Let There Be Carnage before, just everything I already knew about it, I had a pretty hard time getting through the movie because I was like, this movie's fucking ridiculous and nonsense. So um, I just, yeah, I... I wish Sony would take their own projects more seriously. That's what right. bums me out. It feels like they're like, let's, the, it, it, out of all the companies, they feel like the most money grub to me right now in the sense that they don't even give a shit about the content they're putting out there. They just worry about the number of dollars it's going to put in their pockets. Mm-hmm. And both Venom movies are reflections of that, in my opinion. Doesn't matter how much they spent on the cast. They did not give a shit about the actual finished product, you know? Yeah. So... That's, that's that's good. Do you want to go next, Baldwin, or do you want me to? No, I'll go. Okay. Um. So Venom, I will give it a three point two. Okay. Um. I actually, like I said, it was very enjoyable. Is even the second time around. Uh, I enjoyed it way more than I was expecting to. Um. And then Let There Be Carnage. I will actually. Uh, I'll give it like a two point seven. Okay. Yeah. That's so fair. that one. There was a lot more problems in that one than the Venom one, and it made it a lot less enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I couldn't... I actually had to start paying attention to the movie to keep up with the bullshit. Yeah. You know? Um, versus Venom just being so lighthearted and smooth, like an easy drink, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely, I just... The car chase scene. Who would in Venom you put as fucking as awesome. Carnage? Yeah, that's who would we'll, you we'll, cast? We'll talk about okay. this after because that's the only, that's the main thing that really gets me. Because yeah, like you were saying sure. before, I didn't like Woody Harrelson as Carnage, and it's not that Woody Harrelson is a bad actor or anything. It's I just don't think that that character is made for him. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Woody Harrelson has the charisma that can do a Cletus Cassidy. I just don't think he gave a single shit this whole time. Right. And for real quick, I want to go back to Let There Be Carnage. Um, he did he became a tornado. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about earlier. Yeah, like he uh, became how how did he become a tornado? Apparently, they wanted a lot of his choreography to be like he was an octopus. It was going to be like oh. fighting something with like tentacles. I think, I think and that's so. Cool. Yeah, it there apparently there was like an entire dance team that was hired to do the choreography specifically for how Carnage looked, and so that's why he had all these like weird spinning moves and stuff like that. He does spin in the comics. I don't know if he ever fucking cooked up wind and yeah. brought things with him, but. Yeah. I I literally looked up like to see if anybody had done the math, but I was like trying to find out how fast he would have to carnage <laughs> tornado and create a tornado. Because like that doesn't make any fucking sense. No. It's more like a dirt devil, you know? It's like just like a little wind <laughs> and you know, picking up dirt. You, you know, know how no. dirt devils break prison yeah. walls all yeah. the yeah. time. <laughs> fucking symbiote. Well, that's devil. him like hitting stuff. You know? I know. That's the physical him, you know. <laughs> that's how it sounds. Uh, also, Venom was bigger than, or no, Carnage was bigger than Venom. Okay, that yeah. was one thing I forgot so, to bitch about is how did he, how do you make something stronger than you? So I, uh, I think he was just eating more brains. Yeah, I guess. But also, I I'm pretty sure that in the comics, um, every every That's iteration, true. every next iteration of the symbiote is, is stronger. Strong. That is so true. like Venom being Carnage is. Uh, Carnage being Venom's son, he would be stronger. Well, and then, then Toxin's even stronger that. than him. They don't give a shit to. Yeah. Also, I think Carnage is 
the venom a little bit of the venom symbiote left over with some of spider-man's blood so it's like irradiated with the mm. spider serum or whatever that's i thought that's what yes. anti-venom was maybe i don't know you might be right i don't know who knows regardless right? carnage who is knows? stronger than venom yeah but also cletus cassidy is stupider than yeah exactly well, I, and he doesn't he's like venom says they're not symbiotic or right tom hardy says yeah right because he keeps trying to kill his girlfriend yeah. Well, also the I think the Carnage symbiote was supposed to be imperfect and not a reliable like mm-hmm. thing that yeah. actually stayed together. Well. Anyway, your uh, rating. My rating. Yes. Um, I'm gonna give Venom a three point five. I okay. I like this movie. Uh, upon second watching, this is a movie that I can imagine rewatching. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Let There Be Carnage. I don't think I'll probably rewatch maybe ever again. Um, Let There Be Carnage was cool looking at times and sure it was cool to see all of these characters on the screen the way they were um and i think tom hardy did a great job i think michelle williams i feel so bad for her for having her to keep coming back i i liked (laughs) i liked dr dan in the second one yeah where he actually had things to do and like dropped fire and shit fucking fire and sound except without the sound yeah (laughs) literally yeah. Yeah, yeah just fire um I don't know. It, it, there were some cool parts about it, but at the same time, I hate Sony, and I hate that they keep trying to make this matter when they... It doesn't because you can read the script and the fucking pages next to each other don't fucking it matter to sense. each other. So, uh, fuck Let There Be Carnage. I'm going to give it a 2.6 because at least it's a little bit more watchable than New Mutants. Fair enough. Wow, did you really not like New Mutants? Oh, that movie's dog New shit. Mutants, New Mutants feels like three different comic books. It it feels like New Mutants 1, 2, and 3, and every one of them were written by different people, and the art were done by different people. It's unbelievable how stupid that movie is. <laughs> it's like they were given two pages from four different comics, and then we're like, all right, off of this, make a, make a story. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 it doesn't anything to do with each other. Yeah. Two of them were inhumans. It wasn't even mutant shit. <laughs> Just drama. Karnak was there for some fucking reason. Well, what are um, we? Uh, what are we doing next week? Got next something week, better, I hope. Next week we're gonna be doing the Tim Burton Batman movies. Nice. I haven't seen those since I was like a little baby. Um, I'm very excited about this because oh, yeah? Batman '89, I fucking adore, and I've never seen Batman Returns, and I think it's about time. I've never seen either of these movies in my like consciousness conscious life yeah i, I mean i movies. remember maybe seeing bits and pieces and being like holy shit that's the scariest penguin man i've ever fucking experienced <laughs> in my life but it'll be good to actually understand what the fuck i'm experiencing and right see what the hype is about when it comes to these batman movies specifically you know? yeah this is also because we're going to be reading court of owls uh for oh, yeah. our comic episode and also to kind of hype us up for the batman, the batman, batman. Yeah. which Coincidentally enough, has Andy Circus in it as Alfred. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got a whole circus with Andy's. Yeah. That big old Hollywood bubble just keeps on spinning, right? Yeah. Oh, and fucking Tom Hardy's Bane. Yeah. God damn it. There's already too much Batman cooked into these movies. You're right. Yeah, he's already been in the DC universe. Yeah. So <laughs> get out of here, Venom. You no. don't get to you don't get to be here. You don't get to double dip. Yeah. 
Shit. All right. It's well. funny because, uh, sorry, but Bane, no, what's up? his serum is it's called, called Venom. venom. <laughs> the serum he Dang. uses to get strong. God damn it. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Do it. Give us five stars and we'll read it on the podcast. Give us five stars everywhere you can. Please. Exactly. Anywhere and everywhere. It honestly it. helps us out a lot. Um, and I, I don't know. It just, I yeah. I really appreciate it when you guys do this stuff. We, we all do. Yeah. Can we can give see you the a sticker yeah. for every five-star review we there have. You go. That's not happening. But you know what? Just go just go knock on a neighbor's door. Just let them know about us. Be like, hey, have you heard of this podcast? It's pretty yeah. good. Give them one of our stickers. If you run out of stickers, ask Kenny for more. There you go. No. So thank you all so much for everything and anything. We can't Holy wait to shit, talk. I'm gonna come. All things Burton Batman next Holy week. Holy shit! I'm gonna <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. Burton we'll see y'all in another time, y'all. Thank you so much. Shut the fuck up. Shut the hell up, bitch. You guys want to press a button? This is just awful. So long, gay Bowser. Oh shit, that's what's up. <laughs> do not, do, do not get oh. a potato salad first. Okay, this one's gonna be real bad news for my ass. Go sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. You're an alcoholic. Great job. <laughs>